Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Forever. Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins, and we are back with part two of Midnight Snack with Joel Kim Booster. Wait, what are some good blind items? Because something that our listeners should know about Joel Kim Booster is that you have no filter. I feel like you are something Hollywood has and needs, which is honest um, and very, your, how do I put this, moral compass (laughs) to me is perfectly aligned. Okay. Like, I feel like you and I agree on almost every famous person. Just my gut tells me yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name one. Right. Name one. Should we talk shit? <laughs> I want to think of, like, a blind item. Okay, okay, okay. Like, what's a good blind... And I'll think of one, too. What's okay. a good blind item for someone who you've met, not necessarily worked with, 
who did not turn you on per se, personality wise? I'm trying to think, cause there's been so many people who've been like mean to me on sex really? because they don't re- they don't know. I don't think they like know that like I am fun. You, well, actually I do have, I have a good blind item. So I was in this movie with Susan Sarandon who was lovely okay. and um, no one saw the movie, but I, and I, I will say that there was a, there was a actress, a young actress, a young girl on the set who everyone, the crew, the makeup, the hair people were like, she's awful. She's awful. She's awful. Mm. And it's like, where do you get off being the awful one on the set when Susan Sarandon is here and you are. Yeah, she'll be the awful one. Yeah. You move aside. We've got someone awful I and will, she's an adult. I will say the, this person <laughs> started in a show that um, no, I, I literally believe no one in, in the world has seen. No one in the world has seen this show and yet they felt beholden to be rude to the hair and makeup people, which is I the, was word, the guess. last person you want to be rude to. Oh, hair and by the way, hair and makeup people. I always said the real show, like even at the View or wherever, the the show is in the hair and makeup room. The show that people get on TV is bullshit. You get all the real gossip, all the real Mm -hmm. shit in hair and makeup. And I always wish that there had been like hidden cameras um, while I was changing. No, no, listen, uh, I was, (laughs) wait, I was going to say Millie Bobby Brown because she, I've heard really horrible things. Like the, the, the thing with Millie is apparently she's like very rude. I've never met her, so I don't know. But that's that's rumor has it, you know. I I feel. F- Listen, I is it bad to talk shit about kids? Not I, necessarily. I think this. she's she's sort yeah. of she's on the cusp where it's appropriate and where she's an adult. I, yeah, you can say she looks forty seven. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily care if Millie Bobby Brown lives or dies at the end of the day. Like I'm not. No. You know, I, I I want her to live just for the record, so that when this gets picked up, right, right I would right, like right. her to live. Okay, go on. I mean, yes, ultimately I want her to live. Um, but sort of metaphorically in terms of the industry, if I see her again, great. If I never see, if she if she pivots Fine. to humanitarian work, God bless her, get in those mountains, help those people in mountains. You all know? I want to do is find landmines. You know, that's a dream of mine. <laughs> I, all I, I hand pluck the mines. Okay, go on. But I will say I feel bad for her because I do think there's something weird about her dad who has sort of, who's like, isn't, and again, I'm like making, I'm just, fully writing a story i'm just writing a story right now (laughs) i'm like dying laughing none of this could be true Mm -hmm. i believe her dad is like in some sort of managerial role in her i'm looking him up as we speak and robert brown sounds like a killer i'll say it that is there's an article okay wait this is great okay i'm just gonna Um, Come on, you go first i just get a bad feeling about that relationship and i think that she is i think she's being pushed too hmm. soon to grow up too soon by the one people like the people in her life, specifically the one person in her life who should be allowing her to be a child more, which is her father. And I think that she was, she's just, the, there's a reason she looks 44 and it's not because she wants to look 44. I All right. I, I will actually agree with that um, because she really, and she's a gorgeous girl. She yeah. just really looks, I, I didn't recognize her. The past few photo shoots I've seen of her, I, I was like, who is this person? And it's M- MBB. Her dad, uh, he's English. And I guess I'm reading here that he demanded more money from agents. Um, this was back in 2016 after Stranger Things, which, you know what, money, that's fine. I have no yeah, issue with that, sure. funny enough. Um, and it says that, uh, I'm just reading here. 
It's well, this article is clearly written by her parents because it says Millie's parents ensure that she stays grounded. And that's not what I've heard. Have you seen any okay. YouTube video of her like posing for cameras that is not the, the image of a grounded girl? Well, she to me, and I don't know her, and I I've never. Well, that's not true. I did meet Leia Michelle, as we heard on La, the oh, Lost Culture podcast to that episode. And right, what a delight! But doesn't Millie remind you a bit of Leia? There's something there that yes. has that sort of yes. better than thou energy that I guess when you're a little kid in this industry, almost must come with the job. I'm probably like I can't blame her. Told, like you're on the biggest show in the world right now. You're on the yeah. you're the star of the biggest show, this huge pop cultural moment. And it, uh, I can't imagine how that would fuck me up. I get like one good tweet and I feel like a king for the rest of the day. So. <laughs> Joel, what's it like being a star? No, I know. I'm giving <laughs> Julie, tell people, wait, and I like your blind item. I haven't guessed yet. I know it's not the fannings because I love the fannings. No, no. And I want, see, I want people to know that I'm not an asshole. Elle Fanning, I met her when she was 11. I beg you to point to me in the direction of a lovelier young girl. A sweet, beautiful, nothing but good things to say. Um, Dakota? I'm trying I've never met Dakota, okay. but I'm. I have to assume the Fannings are all. I'm great happy. Because of I'm Al. happy for Dakota. I will say, pan, the pandemic has now have me has me watching live TV a lot. I always I, watch live TV. I find it very comforting to watch half a movie on FX or TNT on a Saturday afternoon because there's something communal. It makes me feel less alone. Like something about knowing that there are there's other eyes on the thing that I am watching at this exact moment makes me feel very um, um, less alone. And I yeah. will say that um, I was yesterday watching TNT all day and I kept seeing trailers for uh, Dakota Fanning's show, The Alienist, which still couldn't tell you what it means. I've seen the trailer 18,000 times. About, it's either about my guesses, either about outer space or Nazis. No, neither. 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 It takes place mm. in like Victorian London. It's it's no. crazy. I know the alienist. And and I and I and oh. I'm so happy to see Dakota working, but that's not the era I want to see Dakota working in. Uh, no, but she went in a couple directions because she definitely had like her like slutty. I'm air quoting so people don't come for me face. Mm-hmm. Can you say anything anymore? What are the rules now in comedy? Are we allowed? I honestly, as we're talking about like these girls who are under eighteen, I'm like, are we going to work again? I just yeah. feel like. We're so. Are you afraid? Cut the last twenty five minutes out. Um. Yeah. Hey, Trace. Can we just? Uh, can we cut the last half hour? Let me welcome you again. You know him from. I name all the wrong shows. You know him from The Alienist. You know him. Star of Dakota Fanning's The Alienist. Joel hey. Kim Booster. I hate Joel Kim. Follow him on Instagram. Um, no, the but Alienist got worried? a second season. So good. God it sure did. Can't, can't. I have two questions for you, Joel. Okay. Um, First, I'm, I'm coming up with these as we speak, but I, I do want to hear how you feel about it. Because, you know, obviously, I do feel like we're beating the cancel culture pinata mm-hmm. into, can I say the word pinata? Into the ground because it's like, yes, people should be canceled for things mm-hmm. that are inexcusable. Absolutely. I do worry that we're getting so, that like every day when there's a new person, depending on what they do, that there's mm-hmm. no um, context anymore. Yes, it's just like, just- name, name, what? Done. Yes, done. Yeah. I and think it frightens um, me. Not because thing- I've done anything. Let me just say, I'm sorry to interrupt. Not that I've done, I'm not worried about myself in that way because that's never really right. been my comedy. Right. Um, I actually was thinking about it. I had one joke that I've made, uh, which I, I, would, I almost want to tell it to you because I feel like you're going to, I mean, and, but yeah. I want to ask, I would never make this joke again. But 10 years ago, my one joke that had a race related 
joke, which is more about Jewish people, was that I always like to make my makeup look like I like to make myself look Asian, like when I had my bangs <laughs> so that I could marry a Jewish husband, which I thought was funny. And I'm like, and now Joel is Asian. Are you yeah. offended by that? I'm not, I'm not offended. And it does, it, 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 the thing is, is it speaks to something that is like happening that happens. Like you see that combo, even in gay, gay Asian couples, you see Jewish Asian a lot. Oh, it's it's a common thing. It's a common thing. I think think there's like a cultural, there's, there is sort of a cultural, like reason for that. I think they're, they're Mm -hmm. culturally speaking, Jews and certain Asians have, things in common that makes a hundred percent for those it's like Catholics people, and Jews also. Yeah. I, I think that like what it is, is there's like, there's like a higher awareness though of like why that is like maybe slightly problematic because of like our, as Asian Americans adjacency to whiteness and like you, mm. you know, there's like a lot of issues. I'm not offended at, at the joke because I, I can laugh and I know where you're coming from. But the thing is, is I think like if you were to tweet that it would lose so much texture because people, It'd be over. people who don't know you, People yeah. who don't know your intentions, people who don't, uh, who aren't thinking beyond sort of the joke itself, um, would sort of use it. I think there's they would smell blood in the water, and they and I think it's because to me, and the only reason the only reason right. I felt safe even to say it here mm-hmm. is because for me the joke is that my parents would love for me to marry a Jewish guy, and I've literally you see in my mind, and I've never and I never date Jewish guys. Like it just it happened mm-hmm. maybe once. And that was it. Maybe twice. I'm thinking like we're talking hooking up. It's a different thing. But I'm talking like dating really doesn't happen. And so for me, the joke is, well, the joke is that I also people ask me if I'm half Asian all the time and it connected, which is true. And by the way, my number one compliment love when I'm asked that. And so that's what got me thinking that I kind of look a little bit like that. So maybe I can make that the joke that then I'd have a better chance at meeting a Jewish guy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And the thing is, is it's not putting down Asians. I don't think in that it's at all. It's it's not punching down. I don't, it's like sort of, it's a, it's a self-deprecating joke if you really pull it apart. And it's a a joke that Jewish men don't date me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Can I tell you the joke that, um, I, there's one joke that I have, like, I tweeted and then was like, and then got a lot of blowback and oh, no. deleted. And this was in the moment. It's been deleted for a while. But when it's, was it's this? about Jews. Um, oh, okay. Well, and, we'll be even. Yeah, then. I know. Exactly. <laughs> and and, and, oh, no, and I deleted it. I'm not ash- and I'm not ashamed that I deleted it because ultimately I don't ever think that like jokes are worth like if someone it's it was just like a stupid joke. So like if yeah. enough people are like, hey, this really hurt my feelings. Like it's like, OK, like I, I, not I'm, worth it. It's not worth it. No. But the joke was, it's Easter. It's an Easter joke. And mm-hmm. it was on Resurrection Sunday. And uh, the joke is, like, happy Easter um, and better luck next time, Jews. Or something like that. I it's can't remember. very funny. I can't remember. It's that, funny. That's, 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 that was basically the heart of it. And then I got yeah. a lot of pushback from Jewish people. And a lot of... It, this is the real reason I deleted the tweet. Because I... So there was an initial wave of... The tweet did well. The engagement off the charts. Um, and he's changed. He's changed. I'm watching him via Zoom. His whole face changed. <laughs> but there were there, some of my yeah. Jewish followers were like, listen, like this is a stereotype that has as has fueled anti-Semitism for true. centuries um, that the Jews killed, quote unquote, Jesus. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, none of it's like, it's all not it's real. It's a joke. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, like, um, I guess, like, the historical Jesus existed, but, like, in my mind, like, it's so stupid to blame the Jews for that, that, like, I'm not thinking about the actual real-world consequences that that line of thinking has 
um, sort of created. And the reason I deleted it is because I had so many of my Jewish friends jumping oh, yeah. in to defend me and being like, well, <gasps> as a Jewish person, I don't find this offensive. And then there were other Jewish people that coming in and being like, well, you, then you're a bad Jew. And I was like, well, oh my I've, God. I, now this is entangled Twitter. my friends. Oh. And I don't want to like, it was just so much more. And the thing is, is I don't have ego. The, so much of people digging their heels in about stupid Twitter jokes, I find is about the ego of the joke. And it's like, I have a million jokes. I have a million jokes that yeah, of course. don't hurt anyone's feelings or don't connect to centuries of oppression. So uh, I don't care about this joke. I'm totally willing to delete it. Um, but you know what I find? And it's funny because, um, and let me also add that the joke that I told, which I'm going to leave in the podcast because I really don't think it's offensive. No, I, I don't you know, think it's, so either. it's commenting on a common thing that happens, yes. especially here in New York City, but um, which is great. And I hope that everyone marries whoever they want. I don't actually give a shit. However, I will say I haven't told that joke on stage in many years because my comedy has just changed. Like, I don't yeah. really do, like, written things like that mm-hmm. anymore. But um, even seeing it here, like, while we're talking, I'm like, could I get canceled for that? And I, I think that Twitter, like, what, the joke that you made to me is hilarious. And honestly, if anybody would have told it on stage, any, but the tone was very Twittery of it because yeah. it was a short couple words in and out. Um that medium, Twitter has become so toxic that everything is just laid in with toxicity. Yeah. Like there's no, you can't excuse anything on Twitter anymore, including tweets, you know, from a hundred years ago. And we saw like, you know, the truth is though, is that when you look back now with today's lens of just like awareness and wokeness on some yeah. of the tweets that people thought were okay, even in this tongue in cheek, ironic, racist yes. way, tweeting it's still bad. I mean, you're still like, look, the the joke was that it was shocking that you were going there right. but I, at I, the time. Th- there, and there's not a problem. I don't have a problem with holding certain people's feet to the fire about certain mm-hmm. things that they've said or done in the past. And, and that's all well and good. I do think that it flattens the conversation, though, because like it's like this person is canceled. Goodbye. And then it's like, well, and then what? And then what? Yeah. Like, what have we done? Who's learning? What is there? room for like you know there was this a couple years ago and i don't know what happened to this where there was this this idea of like calling in instead of calling out and it is like Hmm. sort of taking the people in your community and taking them aside and having this conversation offline because the problem with doing it online in public is it it becomes so much more about dunking and your own self-satisfaction than it does about that person learning anything from their actions and that is where it gets like ugly for me is like watching people sort of just like it comes from like, wow, this person did this thing to then just a million people making jokes about that person doing that thing. And it's like, oh, you're just sort of like now leveraging this for your own engagement and in a Mm. way that seems very craven to me, at least. And so I don't like to get super involved in the cancellation. I have there there have definitely been people who have been canceled in recently where I'm like, good. Yes, that's probably correct. I agree. Takes time away. Um, Mm. But it, for me, like it doesn't, I'm not sure what I can add to the conversation by adding to the chorus of people like, you know, pitchfork, pitchfork. Yeah. Yeah. Denouncing like, like I have had people in my DMS, like asking, like, why have you been silent about X person doing X thing? And it's like, I don't know that person. That person, you know, it didn't exist to me before this and they still won't exist to me after this. And I don't understand like why 
it's now become like my responsibility as an Asian person or a gay person or an mm -hmm. ex person to like make a public statement about some person who I don't care about. It's who, attention seeking to do it. Yeah, it's in it my feels opinion. It's like, like I, I actually agree. It's been hard. You know, it's it's interesting with you say the word disingenuous because I feel like the past month or two months, everyone is really trying to do the right thing and like mm -hmm. really, you know, I, I mean, people just want to show that they're on the right side of history, I think. Yeah. But yet with some people, it does feel disingenuous. And it's like shitty that we almost have to narrow our eyes to be like, now are they really being yeah. genuine here? Like, do they really give a shit or not? Yeah. Um, and it's well, funny that even uh, go on. It just, the, I think the problem with social media is it is so relatively new. All of these mm. platforms that have now enveloped our entire lives, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, like all of them, they're so new and there is no real agreement on how they should be used. Like, that's the thing is like somebody can be like, I'm only going to use Twitter for jokes and just like joke, 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 joke. And that's it every every once in a while. And that's a very small part of my life. Whereas someone right. else can be like, I'm tweeting all the time and it is 100 percent like transparent, connected to my life, what I'm feeling in this moment, what I'm doing in this moment. And to that person, seeing the person who's only making jokes can be very jarring and can seem like, what the fuck is that person? Meanwhile, you don't know what that person is doing offline. You don't know exactly, you know, it just because that person has only decided to use Twitter as a representation of 10% of their life and their brain. And you've chosen to use it for 70% of your life and your brain. It doesn't, you know, it's, and we just can't agree. And so it's like, everyone assumes that everyone is using the platform the same way you are. And it's, that's not the case. And so that's true. That's I gotta tell you, I so stepped away from Twitter a little bit. Yeah. Like I, oh, I, well, I just found it. First of all, boring. Um, I found it toxic. I really, you know, I, I check it for, I always see to see what's trending because I like to know and be involved, especially because of the radio show. Like I need to be on for top sure. of things for that. But um, as far as like my tweets are concerned, my comedy has never uh, been formatted for Twitter. I honestly don't think I, I'm not like a one liner kind of gal. Yeah. Like I just, I need, as you know, many, many, many hours <laughs> to spit a story out, Joel. And, uh, and like the, why I like it the most, I love it for live tweeting. That for me is where Twitter comes alive because it's just like what I'm good at. Like, boom, funny thing, quick reaction, yeah, next yeah. thing and keep going. But even that, I'm just, I'm really over it. I'm kind of like, ugh, I don't I care about thing, it anymore. I did I deleted the app and just use it on the browser. And I will say the browser is the browser version of Twitter is so bad that it does actively it, deter you from using it. Now um, I have to agree with you. The browser version of, they just changed it on June 1st and I had to put some Google Chrome plugin, three words, you know, I hate saying, um, <laughs> especially together uh, in order to bring it back to like what old Twitter kind of looked like, except now it's in like Cyrillic and Russian. It's so shitty looking, but I can't, the new one just is bl it's yeah. blinding. It looks like a GeoCities under it's, construction garbage. It's, it's so really bad. It's really hard to use. It's really yeah. hard to look at. And so I use it less. I will say though, True, truly like and you have to you know like double check everything and, and find the original sources and whatever but like yeah. Twitter has been in this era so much better for news dissemination mm. than a lot of mainstream news sources because you, they're not covering like you know they're covering the looting they're not covering the protests they're not you know it, it is that's right like, I agree with it, you there is like a grassroots like 
uh, energy behind the news coverage on Twitter that you're not getting from a lot of like mainstream news sources. And so I do still use it for that just to stay engaged in like what's happening hyper locally and like sure. what's happening. All the police yeah. stuff is uh, certainly exactly. being, I a hundred percent agree. Like the videos, all the Karens freaking exactly. out. I thought I would be getting enough of them. I'm not. And I'm, I know that they're doing it for views, mm-hmm. but it still, I can't get over that. Someone would be so dumb as shit to not only not wear yeah. a mask, but then be like, I'm going to let everyone know that I'm smart because I don't want to wear a mask. Like, are you an absolute fucking idiot? It is crazy. How are your parents? I hate it. How do, you, do your parents believe? Are your parents believers? That's so nice of you to ask about my parents. Can I say something? Biggest shock of my life, Joel Kim Booster, is that my parents have not left their apartment since the first week of March. My father apparently goes for drives but does not get out of the car just to like get. I can't be mad at him for it. Like, OK, right. yeah, my mom literally today I was on the phone with my mom. And uh, she's like, we just, out of breath, she goes, they just delivered the Costco. They, Mendy, that's my father. Mendy, what's in the bag? What? Oh my, they didn't bring the apples instead of peaches. What kind of apples? Pinata apples? Call them right now. Like big fights over the Costco delivery. Um, the cat is, has never been fatter because all they do is they're sitting feeding the cat. The cat is like um, a basketball with a pea head and like four little nub and feet. So sweet. But they're good. I mean, thank God they're still healthy. The thing is they're in Florida. And I'm looking Ugh. at the numbers in Florida from this moron uh, governor who I can't even stomach him. What do you think of that new hot Republican that a lot of people are excited about? What's that guy's name? Done. I don't Colorado. I've never heard. Never heard. Never need to know about him. I mean, how hot hot is he? (laughs) No, I love what you just said. He's really not. He's Um, not. He's very like, um, yeah, go on. How are my parents? um, Where are they? They're in Illinois. So they're okay. And my parents are pretty reclusive anyways, which we got lucky on that front because they do not believe they are non-believers and non-believers in the virus. Yeah. And they think it's overblown. And this is what I'll say. My dad, 72 years old, um, back at work, Um, back at work because (gasps) back at work because my mom is 62 years old and can't get on Medicare yet and needs health insurance because she has a million health problems. So my dad, unable to retire until he's 75 years old. And the What? Yes. Yes. What is it? Can I ask what he does? He is an engineer. He works in agriculture like equipment. Like he builds tractors basically for a living. Wow. Yeah. My dad was like a former farmer. Like he, like the whole nine yards. And so he's back at work because he needs the money. My parents are not well off. And like my, and he especially needs the health insurance for both my parents. And I'm like, are you being careful? Like what's going on? And they're just both. So like, we think it's a hoax. And I cannot tell you, like, I haven't had an argument with my parents about real life issues for so long because our relationship has been so fraught since they're still getting used to the fact that I'm gay and like it is really yeah it's that situation and so like we've Mm. been sort of very like uh, playing this hold in this holding pattern for so long but this was when I was like dad you have to be careful because he's old too like he's he's definitely not someone who can get this and it is so scary and like I just I called him on father's day and I don't know he's he seems very disbelieving and he's getting he got a colonoscopy his mm. first colonoscopy which he was so excited about and oh, i would be too tough yeah, tough conversation because he kept being like you would not believe the prep work you have to get done before the colonoscopy <laughs> and i wanted to be like dad trust me i'm aware i am aware of your whole closet it's like, like batman for enemas <laughs> you're like you don't say you walk and you push like a, a sconce the door opens behind it is just like a big tub yeah that is so 
absolutely hilarious. Oh, but I, that is very scary, though. Um, I'm very grateful that my parents are believers in science because yeah. it actually that has not been a stressor for me during this whole thing. It's, you know, about their health. Um so I'm, I'm grateful for it. But I don't love that they're in South Florida, but thankfully they're not in like a nursing home. I can't get over that your dad has to work until he's 75 years old. Yeah. What kind of a fucked up country? Joel, should we like move overseas? I'm I, not kidding. This is, this was, I mean, I'm before serious. Before COVID, I went home for my birthday and I saw them and it was like my dad explaining, I was like, why are you retired? And my dad explaining why, because of the health insurance stuff. And this was back when like Bernie was still in the running. And I was just like, I had this conversation with them where I was like, it doesn't have to be this way, you know? And yeah. they, they are so convinced convinced that it should be hard that like if it's if they were given something then you know it doesn't that's really funny and it's like yes mm-hmm. there are things you should work for but like healthcare, you shouldn't be no. working yourself into the ground so that mom can get her insulin you know like it's not we live in the most backwards yes horrible and you know what i mean you can blame trump for a lot of it at the moment clearly but it's been going on now for decades since we were little yeah it's it's so unfair and um i'm telling you every day i wake up and i'm i went to finland uh the next day i'm spain i'm like where can i go where i'll be accepted uganda where i'll be beloved um those are the top three for me at the moment well i'm really <laughs> hoping you know like my parents they they obviously agree with like any homophobic thing the president does. They they obviously oh, no. agree with him there. But I'm really hoping that this kung flu stuff because I kind of got into it with my dad where I was like, you know, like there have been attacks on Asian people because of you know bigots who believe that we're responsible for the COVID you know situation in this mm. country. And we had like a little conversation with them, and I was like, this was before he said kung flu again. And I just wanted I just want to ask them and be like, how do you feel about your Asian son? being sort of put in danger by the president of the United States because of this rhetoric. Do you love that? Do you hate mm-hmm. it? Like, I would have to guess, and I, I've never met your parents, and I'm sure if they created you, they have very lovely qualities because you know how much I adore you. But my take is, is that if at this point they're still on board with Trump, yeah. even something like Kung, I don't even want to say it, actually. Yeah. I can let you say it. The KF. <laughs> I just almost said it. That should show you that I am sensitive. I'm not a monster. The point is, um, even as something, uh, I'm watching the most beautiful bird with a feather in his mouth. There's like a hawk across the <laughs> window from me right now. I have to get a picture of this thing. In New York City. Yes. Wait, you're like me. I'm, you're well, like waiting to go. I'm watching two spiders fight on the walls. So, what? Yeah. Let's compare films. I have to say, this bird is so beautiful. He's looking right at me. Oh, my God. I have boyfriend. so much fun here. I Lady have so- hawk. My... <laughs> Oh my! And wait, has a feather, literally like the um, a dollar bill in his little fist. He has a dollar bill in his fist. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, hey, wait a second, that's my uncle. No, I can't figure. I can't figure out what kind of bird it is, but I've never seen really he has such a, a beautiful. Feather I swear, in his it's mouth. a hawk. I'm not kidding you. There is a hawk on my fire escape. I'm videotaping this. <laughs> I can't believe this. Yes, it's putting this feather. I'm going to text this to you in his foot, and he's just looking around. It's his own feather. Wow, he just flew away. <gasps> What'd you say? Is it his own feather that he has in his? I I don't I don't know. Because he just ate a bird, Michelle. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, that's, sweet. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, what I was going to say about your parents though is that I don't think that that's going to make a difference because yeah. honestly, I have relatives in Israel. He's an anti-Semite, like period. His father was in the Ku Klux Klan, right? And I have relatives because of how he treats Israel, which is a whole other thing that I don't have the energy to even get yeah. into, who like him. And they don't know that he's like a Jew hater. And I'm going, but they don't give a shit. I mean, in their mind, he's good to Israel, even though he's not good to anybody but his own family. You know, so 
there's there's going to be no getting through at this point. Unfortunately, I do believe people have been brainwashed. It's um, we I, I don't I'm very frightened, to be honest with you, is like where, where we're going. But on the bright side, I, we both look great. And I'll say it again. I don't care. You can call me out all you want. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm going to say it. Where are you? Are you in your garage or in your living room? I'm, or in, you know? I'm in my this little back shed. So this is the problem with the backyard is that I have to cross oh. the backyard to get to this space. And yeah, that, but that's only for you. And that's only for me. The shed is Wait, only. can I see outside again? Because now I yes. can describe what, what you're dealing with here. It's gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, no, that's the thing. So you see, you can see my little, that table is mine. This is my side of the yard. And then I yeah. walk up on the porch and then go into my bedroom. But then there's a whole oh other... I want it. Can you get up and show me? I have to tell you, first of all, for those listening, I've never seen a more beautiful back patio, like Fred Flintstone era stone. It's gorgeous, Joel. Yeah. Really and something special. So That's what just, network money will buy you people, just so you know. And then HBO Max money. We share we share the hold on. Let me let I me know you're plugged part. in. Is it too annoying you don't have no, to do no, 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 that? No, no, no. Okay. I'm excited. I'm gonna take you on the full tour. Yeah. I'm gonna see the dogs and then I'll talk shit about them. <laughs> okay, Joel's opening his back door. <gasps> wow, it's beautiful. Yeah. So that which is your door is the one to the left. Right my there. left. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then... And they're across. And they're, yeah, and they're across. And they have their own shed, their own door. It's... Do they have their own shed? No. I'm... Mm. See, I pay more. So you pay more than them. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to tell your landlord. I... I, The thing is, what can you do about it? Put a fence up? That's the only way to prevent it. Because it's way too open. I guess so. I guess... Honestly, look at me. Guess you're gonna have to buy a fence. I would go on uh, Home Depot and get a little mini. You think I'm joking? I would absolutely go buy like a re- some kind of wooden fence and 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 uh, hammer that shit right in the ground. I would right. text your landlord. Say that you're looking to move. When is your lease up? Um, October. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Are you I mean, planning? Are you is. planning on staying? I mean, the thing is, is I think I'm gonna stay in this place until I. Okay. Buy. So guess what? Immediately, you say to your landlord. When he or she comes to you to resign, the only way that you're resigning is if they put a fence up. All right. Now your neighbors are going to be fucking pissed. But guess what? Welcome to America, baby. <laughs> this is Trump's America, baby. You got to fend for yourself. You know what oh I mean? So I don't give a shit. This I'm, is Trump's I'm America. Serious. I'm literally putting up a wall between me and my neighbors. <laughs> With their dogs probably shitting in that beautiful bed. No, no, no. I don't like it. Do they sit on your furniture? No, no. Oh, okay. No. All right. Well, that's something at least. Well, listen, Joel, um, first of all, before we, we let you go, um, I, I could talk to you all day. I just yeah. am so glad that you were able to do this. And I feel like we've never hung out like one-on-one. I want to like get drinks with you when we're normal. I would love that. And I, I, love I you. like have hung out with you in so many group settings. I've seen so many gay men who are mean to everyone, even other like straight women in my life fall in love with you oh my god um, thank you and it is it is sort of like it's it's as though some witch put a curse on you that was like every man will love you <laughs> um, almost every man yeah, yeah. Uh, no that's the witch's curse it's like the best curse but also you know my mother is the it's one who's like magic, crying over yeah. it um no that's so sweet of you to say i really uh well i don't want to stereotype here obviously but you know my favorite people in the world are um it's just joel that's it he's just the one <laughs> No, but, you know, I, I like funny people. I like people yeah. who get my humor and who can shoot it back to me. And on this planet, there's a very small handful. Joel, I, let me just say this. Everybody should uh, run right now. Download Urgent Care. It's his new podcast with Mitra Jahari, where you do advice. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, yeah. I wish I had a question for you. Well, we What's, actually sometimes yeah. will have guests on who have questions, and I would, I think we would both love to think on it. Think on it. I actually then, have 50. I have okay, so great. many. Is it mostly relationship advice or is it like life advice? We de- we definitely tend to skew that way just because of the the our listenership has a lot of relationship advice, but it, yeah. it runs the gamut. Like we've given people okay. job advice, professional advice, family advice. We've told people to break up, sell their <gasps> dogs. Like, you know, we've given <sighs> everyone uh, any and sell the dogs. Yeah. It's a lot. That's so it's fun. A lot. We've given, I actually do. I do have some advice that I, I do need advice on a few different um, aspects of my life. Okay, Are you big into astrology or not? I really? am. I'm pretty big. Okay. Same. Yeah. You're creepy. Uh, I know my sign and all the guys signs that I fucked. That's it. But let me ask you this. Do you really believe that if um, something says that you're in- incompatible with the sign, it's true? Has that been your experience? You know what? So far, yes. So far. Mm. And I don't know if it's this is what my I need to stop doing is I need to stop going. I need to stop Googling gay Pisces, gay Libra compatibility every time I go mm. on a date with somebody, because anytime it says it's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Basically. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's all astrology actually is, is, is just a reflection of whatever you're feeling or seeing in yourself that day. And so I just need to stop doing that. No more. Well, I, I see a gay Libra in your future okay. and I don't know who he's going to be, but I just, a gay Libra? <laughs> oh my God, is he, can I just see what sign yeah, he is? Do it. Yeah. By the way, I just want to circle back to that. Yeah. Andy's into it and he's single. That's I know. A, John is not his boyfriend, so Listen, I'm ready nice to be a guy. stepdad. Um, oh, and his baby is so cute. I mean, honestly, if the kid wasn't cute, I'd say don't get involved. Andy Cohen birthday. It's going to tell me in one moment. This is so creepy. I'm sure he's going to love this. He was born June 2nd. Um, That's uh, Gemini. Gemini. Okay. Mm, we can work right. with that. You're Pisces? Yeah. Okay, interesting. I'm going to, um, as soon as we get off, I'm Googling gay Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> Should I look it up right now? No. My battery's going to die. I will. I won't. I won't. Tracy's going to kill me. All right, listen. Um, follow Joel online. I hate Joel Kim. Yep. Uh, watch Singled Out on Quibi, which I'm so happy that they hired you to host that because who else could do that shit? Thank you. Thank you. It was you and Kiki, right? Kiki, yeah. Kiki, a star. An, an honest guy. And literally, can I just tell, say really quick? Please. She is uh, a host on Good Morning America. Would get up at 4 a.m., go and do Good Morning America, come to do our show at starting at 12. We would wrap at like 9 or 10. She would get up the next day and do I it. I want you to know something. I've met her once because she was doing Stray Hands, Kiki yeah. and Sarah, yeah. whatever that thing is. And uh, I met her on that show and I immediately was like, who was that? This is my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> who is that? Your neighbor's dog just ran into your apartment? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm. Wow. You're welcome. By the way, talk about a self-fulfilling it prophecy. Was, Can they hear me? That's like, that's like Chekhov's, like Chekhov's gun. You know, like when you mention it in the first act, it's got to go off in the, in the I third have to act. tell you something. I do believe that I have psychic energy. Yeah. I know that you think I'm psychic. I really mean that. No. That dog was meant to run into that house <laughs> and immediately, by the way, after I sign off and tell everyone to follow you on Instagram at I hate Joel Kim, can they hear me right now or no? No, no, no one can hear me. You immediately write to your landlord now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The dog just ran into your, we have it on video. You immediately write to your landlord. You go, hi, what dear, what's your landlord's first name, Andrew, Jim? Andrew, Andrew. Close enough though, Andrew. Yeah. 
Dear Auntie Cohen, you say, um, I'm really sorry to do this. I've noticed this has actually been a problem that I was meaning to write to you about, but things are crazy right now. I was working today. I'm on a work. I'm being interviewed for a professional thing. They don't have to know it's my podcast. Just let me finish. Professional thing. The dog literally ran into my apartment. Is there any way before I sign my lease for the next year that we can build a fence? I would do it right now. This is it, babe. Honey, I mean, God gave you that dog. God sent that mm-hmm. dog into your par- or your house. <gasps> it's true. It's true. You saw it. You saw it first. Was that the big dog? He was cute. I will say. No, that was. So they're fostering a puppy right now. So I'm. I've got to go. If you yeah. don't write this email, if you do not right now write this, Joel, that was the funniest thing I've ever uh, seen in my life. I can't believe couldn't it. Believe. Couldn't <laughs> couldn't have been couldn't have been planned better. Honestly. Well, listen. Um, you're truly one of my favorite people. I I love watching you on Sunny Side and and uh, Singled Out. And you should. Um, I mean. The search party, which is right now on HBO Max, my favorite streaming service, by the way. It's I'm obsessed with HBO. It's so good. It's got such it's a good uh, library. Phenomenal. It's great. It's really phenomenal. So go uh, follow him everywhere. And Jolie, I just want to hug you so much and oh, say thank you I for know. doing this. Thank you. And uh, uh, dinner on me next time I see you. I Please. Please. I'll okay. let you know when I'm in New York. All right, guys. That's another episode of Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins. You can follow me online at Mishcall. Please don't cancel me. Don't cancel Joel. We love you. And we will be back next week. Bye, everybody. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. 
go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.